When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Jared leans in. There's the snap. Fakes the give. Nope, gave it to Gibbs. Straight up the gut. To the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. Oh, baby. Jared handing it off. Gibbs taking it home. And the Lions are up 13-3. to Wrapping up hour number one here on Hurt at Sports Radio. We are live on AM590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. I'm Robbie Lula, Andrew Rogers here with me. Good morning. Want to let you know what we've got coming up here on the show for you. Coming up at 8 o'clock, our regular Monday guest, Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald. At 9, we will talk to Jason Cole, who covers the NFL. And then at 9.45, one of my favorites, we're going to talk to Brett Ciancia of Pick 6 Previews. If you don't follow Brett, on Twitter. He's a terrific follow. Um, he does a very data-driven kind of preseason magazine, although I think they put it in print now, but it's mostly online. Uh, it's, a, it's a PDF deal that I've, I've been using for years, uh, but he does a terrific job uh, with that. So we're going to talk to Brett Ciancia. He is, uh, he's been very successful in predicting his college football playoff final uh, final four so I want to see how he did this year want to see some of his thoughts on the movement we've had in the last couple days here uh, on the coaching uh, carousel but before we get to any more of that I do want to talk about the NFL here because it was a great NFL weekend before we get into actual games uh, we mentioned, I don't know if we mentioned this already or not, Jim Harbaugh is interviewing with the Chargers today. We have not, but that is uh, something to take note of, especially because, uh, well, the quarterback at Michigan said he's going to the draft. Yeah, so you wonder, okay, does he know some things that we don't? Obviously, Harbaugh has had some interest from the NFL the last couple years. With all the NCAA stuff, I kind of think like he might be trying to get out of town before the uh, – before the sheriff gets in to uh, to kind of put him in jail there with his NCAA stuff. So um, that's something to keep note of. But as far as teams that were actually playing this weekend, uh, obviously the Lions, to me, are the huge story there. First playoff win in 32 years. Um, I Listen, I was 
I said this on Twitter last night, but I was out on Dan Campbell pretty early because he seemed like he was like bat bleep crazy. Like he seemed like he, he was totally is. Yes. He seemed like he was totally nuts and I was like, listen, man, that doesn't work in the NFL. And it usually doesn't, right? It does seem like maybe that wasn't either he's toned it down a little bit or maybe that isn't as much of his personality as it seemed like it was in, you know, kind of his introductory press conference, especially in year one. But the way what he's done to turn around Detroit and maybe more impressively what he's done to rehabilitate Jared Goff's career is incredible because there's a reason that the Rams got rid of Jared Goff. It looked like he was kind of washed and done at a really young age. You're like, ah, you know, Sean McVay kind of got that one year of magic out of him, but the next year really kind of lost faith. Then they make the trade for Stafford, and Goff was kind of a broken man at that point. His confidence was shot. He's admitted to that. And then Dan Campbell, that staff, built him back up, had a great year last year, and people were like, oh, Jared Goff, what's going on here? Followed it up this year, got Detroit to their first playoff win in 32 years, something Matt Stafford was never able to do as the quarterback at, at Detroit. Uh, just weirdly feel really good for Lions fans. I have this kind of soft spot for long-suffering fan bases. That, Why? Uh, well, Honestly, it's not a Nebraska thing. It's a Red Sox thing. Because I was a Red Sox fan, and so it's like I kind of like I felt good when the Cubs won the World Series. I was happy for them. I know you weren't. Not me. Um, <laughs> I can also tell you right now, the Lions are a cool story, but I'd love to see them lose. <laughs> they got the one. Now get out. Um, <laughs> you know, so I I kind of have a, a soft spot for long-suffering fan bases. We can talk about a different long-suffering fan base in Cleveland here in a minute. But it was I, I gotta say I I thought. Dan, I thought Dan Campbell was going to wash out and end up being a, a really good college coach somewhere. That raw, raw stuff usually works better with college kids, right? Usually does not play in NFL locker rooms. For whatever reason, it's worked in Detroit, and they were the winner of really the only competitive game over the wild card weekend. Now, let me ask you this. Although we do have two more tonight. Don't want don't to forget Let me that. ask you this, because I asked this to a buddy yesterday. And, um, you know, I'm curious your opinion on it because you would have to look in the, the NFC West. Okay. okay. So you're a 49ers fan. Mm-hmm. I'm a Bears fan. Shane, you can play. You're a Raiders fan. Who's one team in your division okay. that you would root for to be, like, okay or successful, that you're okay with rooting for even if your team – you know, either takes a beating to them, mm. you know, that year, or, uh, you know, just they, they just don't really do much for you. So I'll, I'll start it off easy. Like, the team I could never root for is Green Bay. Sure, obviously, Ever. Yeah. But I think the Lions would be the one team in the division you that could I could kinda, be like, yeah. I'm okay with them winning. Who are you okay with winning in that division? Totally easy question for my division, Arizona Cardinals. And, and is it because they just aren't winning all too often? Yeah, so there's not – First of all, there's too much bad blood with Seattle. Can't root for Seattle. Um, I just don't I, – I don't feel like the Rams are a um, – they're not like a compelling enough story. Like they don't do anything for me. It's like they're the Rams. I don't care. Like, so that's kind of the Vikings for yeah, me. Yeah, you're just like, I, whatever. It's, Is every division like that? Could may- you go down the list of divisions? Shane, maybe try to uh, – well, I, get, I don't even know but, what the thesis of this argument I is. I will but. say – I did root for the Cardinals in the Super Bowl against the Steelers. 
Like I was actively when they played, it was Kurt Warner and Larry Fitzgerald and Anquan. See, Bolton. I had a different rooting interest for the Cardinals because of Kurt Warner. Uh, sure, but like in that game, like I liked Kurt Warner because of his story. But I was always a really big Larry Fitzgerald fan. Anquan Bolden was a Florida State guy, so I really liked Anquan Bolden. Um, that was it. I was actively rude, and for whatever reason, I don't like. I've never liked Ben Roethlisberger. Sorry, amazing Daniel. He knows that though. Um, I've never liked Ben Roethlisberger, so I was rooting against him. But right, I, I, right. I, I have actively rooted for the Cardinals in the past because they are kind of that down on your luck franchise that I feel like deserves something nice. Mm-hmm. So if the like obviously if they're playing the 49ers, I'm not rooting for them. But if it's somebody, if they're just playing random teams that doesn't affect the 49ers at all, yeah, yeah, I'll root for the Cardinals. It's got to be the Chargers for you, right, Shane? Um, it's got to be. Well, that's a team that like I mean, you should be okay hates the Chiefs, for. has to hate yeah. the Broncos. I hate Chargers, the Chiefs. I Chargers, hate the Broncos. Chargers are the only one that's left, man. Yeah, well, Chargers they, are the only <laughs> Seahawks since they're not there anymore. It, but it, I mean, the Chargers are a perfect example of like the Lions to me and the Cardinals yeah. to you. They're a team that you know, if they started to win, you'd be like, okay. But then it, you would cap it at some point. Right? Yes. You, yeah, yeah. You'd say. All right, they, no more. Yes. No more. Yeah. I, I can't do this anymore. It's funny because he's a Ravens fan. So I asked him, I said, hey, you know. Oh, in his division, who are they, who are he? they AFC North? Yes, they're um, AFC North. I said, so you've got. I said, you have the Ravens, the Steelers, the uh, Browns, and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And I said, what team would it be for you? Well, you can't root for the Steelers. No, absolutely uh, not. That's impossible. Joe Burrows almost made it impossible to root for the Bengals at any point because of what they did. He yeah. did not enjoy seeing them in the Super Bowl. Mm. He's like, it's probably the Browns for me. And I'm like, yeah, well, the Browns have been insufferable. Long, right? What long-suffering fan base. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I guess they haven't been insufferable. I was insufferable is more Pittsburgh is insufferable. Yeah. <laughs> They've been suffer- <laughs> suffering. Suffering. <laughs> they have been, suffered. They have suffered. <laughs> Uh, but because they, you know, recycled quarterback after quarterback after draft pick after draft pick. And, you know, the funny thing about the Browns, too, in that matchup mm-hmm. uh, this weekend, because I asked you, we were going back and forth on text about how, like, the NFL script is, like, low-key working. Uh, you had Tyreek Hill's return to yeah. Kansas City. You had Matt Stafford's return to Detroit. And then I'm like, is it a stretch to yeah. call, like, the Browns-Texans <laughs> a, uh, a script moment of one of the worst trades in NFL history? Well, it's kind of funny you said that because this was before the game, and it basically ended up playing out as the trade did where the Texans kind of just kicked their, whooped their butt in the trade and in the game because that has – you mentioned one of the worst trades in NFL history as of right now, unless Deshaun Watson – I mean, how many first-round picks did they give up? Three? Four? Four first-round picks thought for it Deshaun was, Watson I and thought it was sixth? I thought it was four. I might be wrong. I know wrong. they got like three at least first rounders, a third rounder, and something else. Yes. I thought it was four, but I might be wrong. Um, e- either way, minimum of three first round picks. And then they chose to fully guarantee a quarter of a billion dollar contract for a quarterback that hadn't played football in like a year and a half and looks like he hasn't played football in a decade and a half the way he's been playing lately. Can't stay healthy now. Um it it was it if it doesn't change in a hurry, it might go down as one of the worst trades in NFL history. So in twenty twenty two they used the first of the first round picks on Kenyon Green, Texas A and M guard. Uh a, the fourth round pick was on Damian Pierce, who looked really good last mm-hmm. year, but now Devin Singletary has just emerged as the lead back. Yeah. They used last year's first-round pick from the Browns on Will Anderson. Very good. Uh, a great pick yeah, for that absolutely. team. I mean, he has improved that defense And immensely. also, having both of those picks, have, was it one and two last year? 
They they had two and three because two Carolina and, that's traded right. to one. Two and three last year allowed them to get Stroud and a defensive piece. Yes, they didn't have to choose. Hey, am I taking Will Will Anderson? Because Will Anderson and Jalen Carter were borderline best player in the yes. draft. I, I mean, I don't even think borderline. I, I think they probably were just best overall players in the draft, but you give quarterback positional importance, right? But because they have Davis Mills, and Davis Mills isn't terrible, mm-hmm. right? So if you're there and you only have one of those picks, you're sitting there, you're like, do I trust Davis Mills? It's kind of like your position you're in right now with Justin mm-hmm. Fields, right? Like, do we go with Justin Fields? Do we try and get the quarterback? And they had the advantage of being like, oh, well, we'll just take both because we have two picks, right? Kind of like you. I mean, right. your second pick is a little bit further back than theirs is, but you've got the yeah, op- You can't get one and nine and, like, two and three. Right, yeah. <laughs> but instead of having to choose, oh, do we take Will, uh, uh, Will Anderson or, or C.J. Stroud, they get both. Right. The other thing here is in 2023, that third round pick they got was on Tank Dell, and he went nuts. Nailed it. So uh, the Texans really gave it to the Browns, not only both on the on football the- field, <laughs> but off the field as well. It was three first round picks. They have another one in 2024. And don't forget my guy, D'Amico Ryans, former Niners defensive coordinator. I didn't want him to go to Texas, the Texans because I thought it was a, a trash franchise, and he was able to turn it around Here in year are. one. Incredible. Coming up next, we've got Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald.